Hey, welcome back to another episode no. of More to the Story. I'm to hear more. This no. is Fair More. We got a very special guest in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Go, ahead Why? Go ahead and open it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back for another episode of More to the Story. I'm to hear I- more. This is Fair More. Why does it need to? Why? Why, why we need to talk so fast? Why, why does it need? Why we got to do it like that? <laughs> huh? I know you're talking about. I'm sorry. This is a very bad first impression. She already thought this was the nasty podcast, and now what? We speak. What do you think we be talking about here? First of all, her mom is the same color I am, and she was turning red last night. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the nasty podcast. This is a nasty. Podcast. That's Whatever. gonna be our next podcast. The nasty the podcast. Nasty podcast. I was telling her um, about how the kid was <laughs> asking me about my packages. Is that more nasty toys, you nasty lady? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know why she gets that impression. <laughs> I be scrolling down the timeline. It be toys, butt plugs, Listen, massage oil, fair loss on monetization, guys. Fair loss oh, on monetization because no. she out here promoting the section. I don't care. Melody. What? What? (laughs) Run that back. Oh, you said you don't. You you said you don't care what now. No, I care about (laughs) jumbled up ass tongue. (laughs) That's too funny. It happens. It Yo, happens we got Tish Thomas, the, Tish the plug. Tish the plugs in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Bah, 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 That's how it was really supposed to go. I'm sorry for that oh, sad fine. ass introduction. You are fine. But this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you guys remember during the quarantine, Tish came on, zooming with the homies one time with the body butters, sold out that fucking night. The body yeah. butters are the best. They moisturizing tool that you can add really, to your fucking life. Yeah, I know. I have passed them out as um, stocking stuffers. Great um, gifts. To that's all you're getting. My family. Yeah, because it ain't cheap, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's so funny because my niece, she texts me. She was like, I ran out. How do, like, can you send me some more? No, here's the link. Get it yourself. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get it yourself. Get it yourself. I gave you the the first bump was free. You know, that's how I sell it. No, no, I got samples. I'd be like, your first hit's free. Just like crack. I priced it after crack because as long as $20, you're going to get rich. 20 or above, you're going to get rich. So, yeah. It's skin crack. Listen, that is. Skin crack. If you watch The Wire or or, uh, what was the woman, Dizelle? Made in America? Not Made in America. What? American Gangster? American Gangster. Yeah. You you know that. You always give oh, them the first hit for free. Blue Magic. T- there it Blue is. Blue Magic. You said made That's in a brand name. I, I stand behind confused. it. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. It's good too, guys. It's it, good. It really I is. I feel sexy. So, with, when I put on that shit, that's when I started buying Fenty. When I started wearing two body butters. <laughs> I started getting that Fenty, but I got the Fenty draws. I got I got so much Fenty. I got Fenty lacy through draws. I got Fenty I need, rose matching draws. I need you to tell the truth and shame the devil. Rihanna. Fair and bought plug. most of it. Fair and bought most of it. Y'all sexy, sexy. Is that the is that the truth that you wanted? Yeah, because you was about to take credit. Talking about since I started using the body butters, then I was like, let me let me shop up on Fenty. No, because I kept showing him stuff on Fenty, and he was all like, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear that. So I just ordered it and was like, put this shit on, nigga. She did. And then she pulled and my drawers now- off, and I covered my eyes. I was like, I usually don't be doing this. <laughs> That's too funny. Stupid. Um, Tish, thank you so much for being here. Yo. Thank you for having me. 
Me and Tish, we had a whole moment on the phone. We was talking about something totally unrelated. And I was like, I like talking to you. Come on my show. <laughs> <laughs> like, fair you. There's a future in all this for you. There's so much money to get. You could just place it. You're already in the, man. The perfect person to talk to. I need to know just real quick, how did you become the plug? <sighs> you know what? I had a background in corporate. I had a background in corporate. Mm-hmm. And then when I got laid off, I had these amazing benefits. I had flat management. I had unlimited vacation. I was making six figures a year. I didn't have no boss. Lunches were covered. You know, Uber. We had an Uber credit. I had a company credit card. I had all these perks. And then they laid me off. And I was like, I ain't about to go. Where am I going to work? Where are you going to get all of that shit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, I had a friend named Kanisha Buss, who, was a comedian, who is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Kanisha was heavy in the comedy game. And I was like... The only thing that comedy is missing is brand identity. Like you, I felt like African-American or people of color weren't getting the branding, the packages that white comedians were. Mm. They weren't visible. And I know from the corporate world, proposals, I've seen people get $5 million from a proposal. I've seen grants go out. I've seen all this stuff. And it's like, sometimes the people who cut the checks cannot see you because mm-hmm. they're not going to go through your Instagram. Right. They're not going to go through your Twitter. They're not going to go through all that stuff. They want to know how they can partner with you and how that makes them money and makes you money too. If that's not clear and concise, they can't do nothing with you. Right. Because mm. everybody here is talented. Yeah. Everybody here is funny. Everybody here is beautiful. But Every- not everybody knows like that that business side and no. knowing and how is, to pull, how to sell themselves. It is the entertainment business. Yes, you mm-hmm. can be an entertainment, but if you don't got that business together, you see it happen all the time with the bankruptcies and not reading your contracts and you got to build a team around you. Like I have mm-hmm. a lawyer, <laughs> I have a copywriter, I have a photographer, a videographer. I have a team behind me. I got a network that'll support me regardless mm-hmm. of something else you have to find. You know, okay. I got, and my name is good on the corporate Love side that. or the you entertainment on the entertainment her side. Name, her name is good. Her name is good, motherfuckers. Um. So what? What all is are your hands in? Because you do like a bajillion different things. <sighs> So I just got into Come production. Come on, you little Jamaican. I got into, I mean, production. I have a skincare company. We have branding and marketing. We just started a company called Podcast on the Go, where they'll come set up the mics and do do all the stuff that you need them to do because everybody doesn't know audio. Um, I'm a celebrity chef. We're getting ready to go back into that and start launching seasonings and stuff. Like, we got a lot. I got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. Um, this is BT. I always wear this shirt, and BT thinks I don't like it, but I have this shirt on a lot. It's ownership. You, if you don't own what you are selling, matter of fact, if you have followers and don't have nothing to sell your followers, that's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like you're not recouping the cost of the the energy you put in. It's a lot to be a content creator. I see it. I know mm-hmm. people who are viral and they live by that. Making a reel is not and making an entertaining reel is not easy. Yeah. Mm. And it's not yeah. enough too. If you're yeah. if you're trying to do this as a profession, at some point you're going to have to embrace it. I, you you see it even with the older comedians, like they're doing it. Jay Phillips has a podcast now. He's posting videos every day, multiple videos a day. You see it with Godfrey. You see it with a lot of the OGs that were like a class or two classes before. It's like Sad has an active page. DL has been one of the yeah. most active people on Instagram since we started getting videos. Uh, it's not enough just to post mm-hmm. something uh, once a week or twice a week. This is for even fairness learning learning that like 
When you come from a corporate world, you have a list of duties to do every day. You know what to go into. But when you're an entertainer and entrepreneur, you have to make that list. And that list changes every day. And sometimes that list, that one item that used to take you, you know, 40 minutes or an hour and a half to do, now takes half the day. Or you might have to spend the whole day on it. And for a lot of people that are leaving the corporate world, that's a challenge. Recognizing that. Fergie used to get on me all the time. You're always on your phone. You're, you're, never, you're never present. And she was right to a certain degree. But now she understands that I don't have a clock in, clock out time. Mm-hmm. I don't have an off day. It could be Saturday and I'm working all Saturday. It Matter of fact, I'm fi- this weekend coming up, I'm filming on Saturday and Sunday and we're doing B-roll on Monday. My weekend is whenever the fuck I might have six hours off. It might not even be a whole day. It might not because your days, your calendar is completely different. My calendar might as well be one long ass line because the weekends don't have the same effect when Mm -hmm. you're working for yourself and you're building your brand and your name and your your, your following and your tribe. That shit is 24-7. I learned that lesson the, um, the hard way very recently because I've come from a corporate background yep. and I was still trying to work in those same those nine same time. I'm often my hours are from nine because to five. because <laughs> once once five o'clock hit I'm like okay this is family mode. This is where my attention goes to kid and home and husband and and things and it was like one day I was tired and I literally slept the entire <coughs> day away. And you deserve it. I was like, I didn't get shit done. I got so frustrated with myself that I just sat there and just burst into tears. And I was like, okay, guess what? You can still do these things. Mm -hmm. We got lights. In the evening. We got lights. But I had a whole ass meltdown over losing the day. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, man, I got to work when the kid is here. And it's like, Farron, she ain't three. Right. She's 17. And so I had to actively pull myself out of that mindset. So now I will take care of home for the first couple hours, give myself a cutoff time, prep myself um, for the day, eat, do the things. And if I need a nap, I will take that nap because Mm -hmm. I still have the rest of of the day. And I have to actively remind myself of that because I was very much like, this is what has to happen. All the things got to get done between this time and this time. Let me ask you a question because I just posted a video about that on Instagram. Do you know, now that you're on the other side of it and you're out of the corporate world, Mm -hmm. how many opportunities would you miss in that mindset, in a nine to five mindset or a weekend mindset? It's really Saturday because you don't, you're tired from Friday and Sunday you're preparing to go back, back to work. To, mm-hmm. How many opportunities do you think you would miss if you had, if you still had that mindset? Probably a lot. There are people in the corporate world. I'm here to tell you, I don't care who you work for. If you have a say so in your company, treat it like they treat it. You don't never see, and I'm going to say white people because I have white friends and they saved me from myself in corporate. <laughs> white people don't be there past two years. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for another opportunity, yeah. a bigger, a yeah. bigger check, a better opportunity, more money, all this stuff. We have a mindset that we have to unlearn where it's like putting in 30 years, going home, and then not having enough to pay your bills. We got we got mm-hmm. the government job mindset. You get your government job, they'll never find Good you. job. 
Just you a get good your, job. Get your good job. Get your good job. job. They, 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 they take care of you. Get in, <laughs> insurance and all of that. You, you work 40 years. You yep. get a nice little pension. Very true. Nah, fuck all that. It happens so often. And, and this is the first time I've actually heard somebody verbalize it. But like, even working with these companies, BET, uh, Caffeine. Tell a, me a your resume. Button. Tell me your resume. I'm just saying. <laughs> You will be working with someone when you start a project or you start a negotiation for a project. And if it comes to a resolution, they want to do it. More than likely, the person that you started working with is not the person that you will end up working with. No. They have left that position or they have been replaced or something like that. These people be in and out. Mm-hmm. They go in for the signing bonus. They get the perks. They're still and, applying for and better jobs. And then they out. That just reminded me of a um a job interview I went on years ago before my last job. Um the person that interviewed me was like, Yeah, I was with another nonprofit for about three years. Um, I recreated their system. I went as far as I could go there. So now I'm here fixing this one, and who knows, in a few more years, I'll be somewhere else. Like, you're basically telling me yeah. that you... Get out. They're get out. out. They like, can't tell you that, but they're telling you, hey, get yeah. your out of this position and get the fuck yeah. off. Yeah. And I have not actually thought about that conversation since, but she, she made it a point of saying, like, this is just what I do. I come through, I fix shit. And then I bounce and I find another organization to go fix it. For. Listen, a lot of a lot of silent partners or investors, they will invest in a company they know will blow up. Mm-hmm. And their their hopes are it blows up, it gets to a point where it's so profitable that somebody wants to buy it. And when they acquire it, they get cashed out. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be invested for a lifetime. Yeah. I want to invest, invest a million why dollars. Elon got his hands on, on Twitter. And, and that shit, he's running that shit to the ground. Yeah. But from a business standpoint, I read through the threads and I read like why he canceled that lunch. He's like, yo, we spending, you know, this amount of money, uh, uh, four million a, a year on, on lunch and only 20% of the people actually that work here actually use it. And nobody even touches the dinner. He's like, so yeah, I cut lunch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm, that makes sense. If you're spending $4 million and the amount of food that people are eating out of that $4 million only totals to like 800000 bitch, I'm going to cut that shit too. But you got to think from, but you're thinking from an owner's standpoint. Like mm-hmm. people don't even understand getting laid off as a business decision. I didn't know uh, hustling, like when you come from a black world, the only thing when you hear hustle, you hear street, crack, mm-hmm. drugs, this. No. Grant Kirkwood was the last CEO I had. And they re- while, while I was there, it was a startup company. He specializes in building businesses and flipping them. Mm-hmm. That's all that he wants to do is to get it big enough. Before cloud, the, the iCloud was a thing, or the, you start hearing cloud, cloud, cloud. Unitas Global, which is the last job I held, is a cloud computing company. Mm. If it get, And that's when they were trying to teach me about like how things are acquired. If Equinox buys Unitas Global and their stocks. I have 270, 270 shares of their stock. That was my parting gift. I was, where am I going to work? Mm-hmm. They're giving you stock as you leave, Come making on. sure you're straight. Like, yeah. where am I going to work? But if, if Equinox acquires Unitas Global, and at the time, their shares are twenty five fifty a share, mm-hmm. my shares, because they absorbed her, are now twenty five fifty per share. We don't learn this because we're so... We get we're, we move laterally. Mm-hmm. Um, customer mm-hmm. service is all you, you might get a supervisor position, maybe a manager. No, you need to be a you need to aspire to be a director and have a say so in a company. If you're gonna stick to a nine to five, and you don't have a say so in your company, keep moving it around. Keep lying on your resume. Keep having your friend call. Keep having them call the friend with the corporate voice. 
update your LinkedIn. You can lie on all this stuff. They don't. They only check it once. Once you get the endorsements on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, they whatever you say you do at that job is what the person who's trying to hire you believes. <laughs> they cannot call your last employer because you're currently working there. Listen, mm. I, mm. I, I told y'all the job about when I got hired as an underwriter for Bank of America. He didn't know what the fucking I underwriter was. I didn't know was. what an underwriter was until the first day I went there, right? That's number one. Number two, my boy Eddie had finessed my resume. This motherfucker put that I was a wing walker on my resume, and he put a couple different airlines. That's not even a real job. You look up wing walker, nothing will fucking show up. I was like, where does this come from? He's like, I was watching Star Wars, and it just kind of came to me. Nigga! But... <laughs> And you used it? I, I put the resume <laughs> up. I got it hit a week later, and that's when I got hired as an underwriter. But, bro, they don't be checking like that. Especially they if you don't. like with an agency, they don't be checking they like they that. Don't. They really don't. You want to hear something and else crazy? I'm sorry. Mary. Go ahead. Something else crazy. Stop telling them you don't have a degree. Find a school that shut down and say that's where you got your degree from. You are missing out on so many opportunities by I not lying. I have never motherfucking... I'm about to throw these cards. I have never motherfucking thought about that. You have to think... If you, if you're... There's hunters and there's gatherers. Let them... T- I had a white dude. His name is um Justin. Justin Walker at Microsoft pulled me to the side. They asked me to do something. I was like, I don't know how to do that. He was like, come over here. Now, I now know... Now, that I never do. Now, <laughs> now he... Knows he would have been if, if we were here if it was Harriet Tubman he definitely would have been helping free slaves for sure. <laughs> he pulled me to the side and said, "Don't you ever tell them that you can't do something. Never. You let them tell you that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You let them give you the feedback. And if you got to stay up all night to figure out how to get it done, mm-hmm. that's what you have to do. Right. But that's why we don't get promotions because we're so busy saying nobody's taught us, nobody's done this, nobody's done that. And it's no you, you have talking to do yourself it out of it out of money." Yeah. Yo, motherfuckers say find a school that's just no longer <laughs> a school that shut down. More, Yo, is more. I can't. And believe. this is why she's here. A simple conversation <laughs> about body butter, and she was just fucking Ooh. dropping gems. And I was like, "So you available to come on the show?" <laughs> Bruh. Yo, okay. Oh, that's hilarious. So, Morris Brown. And Morris Brown, owner, it's gone. Morris oh. Brown shut down right after the drum line came Hello. out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Who is Morris Brown? <laughs> they got resumes you can design all on the internet. Get you a graphic designer. Yeah. If you don't have a graphic designer. But wait, you know what? Morris Brown just came back, didn't they, uh, no. Amir? No. One of them just came back. They're on their way back. Like, they're graduating class, I think, this year, last year, or maybe it was this year, was like 12. Find another but it's, one. It's, it's bad because they all <laughs> like more. they were all on a, like the same campus. It's like them and Clark Atlanta, something else, right? The ACU. Yeah. So Morris mm. Brown, Clark, uh, Clark, uh, what's uh, Clark the, Atlanta? No, no. Spellman and Morehouse, mm-hmm. the ACU. Mm. Y'all see? <laughs> so, um, just switching gears real quick since this is the nasty podcast, we about to get in your business. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, shit. I have uh the sexy 69 questions after dark questions oh. here. Yep, in your business. Yeah. Look at her face. I, I got a yeah. man now, so I mean it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Tish be having men, bro. Like she she Ooh. get in like real relationships. I, you know, I remember Lori Tish Har- got one of her exes. Before Lori Harvey. Before Lori Harvey. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> 
she got with a nigga. I was Lori and nigga, before Lori was Lori. This nigga, <laughs> this nigga Tish up and just moved to fucking London. France. 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 Just moved to France. You know what? And a lot of people judge me for that, but it's a once in a lifetime experience. I recommend anybody go somewhere for a year. This is not the best place to live. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the best place to live. There, your money will go so much further in other places. Mm. It if will. you got money. There's no reason not to have money though. A financial <laughs> before you get into that, quick question. Hire a financial analyst. If you don't know one, I got one that'll help you for 250. He will tell you how to monetize all your stuff because you can make money off of government grants and get your life right. This mm. is not a game. This, we only know what we're exposed to. If somebody don't tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, Sarah, there's money over here, you'll mm. never know it. Mm. You'll never know it. And for some reason, I am not a person in the community who keeps information to myself. I don't charge you for information. I charge you for execution. If I got to do it, you're going to have to pay me. But just to tell you. Sitting here looking at her like she's sunshine from um, uh, Harlem Nights. (laughs) I got a bitch so far. Put your mother on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. I ain't never coming back home. (laughs) Pussy in the sky and it turned to sunshine. Yes. I'm like, I'm in love. I'm moving there with Tish. I'm just saying. You got you got to be around the conversations where people exactly. are talking about money and things that you want to do and how you can acquire. You can get a government grant, go buy anything less than five, a uh, five living unit, live in the end unit and stack your money and let the other four units pay for where you live. And you don't have to live like this forever. You don't have to be broke, but you do have to change your mindset. Mm. And another thing is black people ain't got to prove shit to you. If I tell you some information, I'm not going to sit there and make sure you did it. It's my job. Somebody changed my life and said, it's not your job to grow the seed. It's your job to plant it. Mm. That's all I got. That's all she got. That's all she got. That's all she wrote. But stop being greedy. That's it. <laughs> what more do you want from her? She's done her part. Do yours. Do yeah. the work. Gotta mm. do the work. Into your very face. Into your very and it's a mental face. thing more than it is yes. anything else. What we uh, got? Oh, somebody, oh, Sherry said, oh my God, I love her energy. Right? Um, okay. Tish. Honestly, Tish business. on everything. Uh, I, Destiny is honestly Tish on everything. Tish. To get honestly Tish. Can you be honest with me when I ask you this mm-hmm. question, Tish? Do you have a fetish? If so, what turns you on about it? I'm a balcony person. What that mean? That means that's where I like, like, if if I'm on vacation, that's where I like to be, and that's where I like to do what I do, is on the balcony. Mm, that's where she likes you need a, you need so a you, balcony. So is it about the <laughs> exhibitionism? Ex, ex, is that the word? Yeah. Exhibitionism? No, it's more the Chris in the room. <laughs> or the suite, should I say. So if you caught somebody looking at you, how would you respond? You, your shadows, normally. But... I wouldn't... I, I mean, sex is natural. I don't know why people act like ain't nobody fucking... Yeah. Like people really act like people are not having sex and there's kids popping up during the pandemic. Exactly. Every, people don't but even we are have, all here because someone had sex. Yeah, somebody was fucking. Somebody um, didn't pull out. <laughs> yeah. And that's someone your very parents. Think about yeah. that. Um, don't want to. But so it's not even about the like what what is it about it? Because you, you haven't a, told me that part. Yet. I mean it's being free as being outside, but still in clothes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you're not really having 
I guess you're not having indoor sex. It's not outdoor sex. It's kind of like the in-between. But mm. depending on your partner, you're going to have to do some shit you probably wasn't thinking about doing. I mean, realistically, if you think you live in a box now, when you get with the person you're supposed to be with, you liable to be fucking in the car, <laughs> on the beach, on the balcony, in a bathroom. Like, some, I don't know who's watching, but you might want to get more comfortable with your, you might have to send them some videos. Like, <laughs> you got to meet, meet somebody at their freak. Yeah. If you with them, or somebody else going to meet their freak, and it's going to be like, well, that's not, you guys aren't sexually compatible. Mm. And my man is a little younger than me, so it's like, bro, yeah, you got to oh. keep up. Bro, huh? yeah. I, bruh. bruh. <laughs> How much younger? He is six years younger. Six well, he's years. five and a half years younger. Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Tell me about the most intimate non-sexual moment you've ever had. We've been in therapy for a while and conquering your traumas is some intimate shit. It really mm. is like nobody has a blueprint on how this shit's supposed to go, especially if you don't have anybody who's done what you're trying to accomplish. Mm. So letting somebody in your innermost, deeper, deepest, darkest, traumatic, you know, happiest time, saddest time. We got kids now. Like he has two and those are definitely my kids too. Mm. Um, it's just... Intimacy is about what encompasses you as a as a whole. So and even your relationship is just getting closer, as close as you can possibly be. And you may not want to know somebody's innermost, deepest, darkest secrets. Sometimes I'll be in there like, ooh, damn, that too? <laughs> like that's where we at with it. But I would prefer to be open and know what I'm dealing with versus you know what I'm not. And mm -hmm. people romanticize relationships. And it's not always fucking in, in flowers and all that shit. It's literally team effort. It's yeah. just like football. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes you win. It's still important to engage the team and make sure everybody's up to speed. And sometimes you don't like how somebody feel about some shit you did. <coughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. But you got to get to a mature enough relationship to where somebody cares to express that to you. Somebody cares to communicate with you. Somebody cares to love you, you know, on your highest days and your lowest days. Mm -hmm. They root for you and comfort you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So that for me is intimacy is, is getting closer. It's not really about fucking. Mm -hmm. mm. Although we fuck too. <laughs> <laughs> intimacy is about that is, closer. That closer. is included. Don't yeah. get Although it twisted. <laughs> but say if there's a balcony. <laughs> yeah, balcony. <laughs> um, okay, so... I love that it went that direction because today I want to talk about forgiveness and because I had a very extensive conversation with someone about um, the definition and we had contrasting definitions of forgiveness and the, the process of that. When mm -hmm. you forgive someone, what is your process? I'm a spiritual person, so I believe the definition in the Bible. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as far as what I know love to be. Patient, kind, not self-seeking, always hopes, always trusts, always perseveres, keeps no records of wrongs. We are not perfect people. Hell, we don't even know what the who the fuck we are for a long time. And as you guys said earlier, that person changes. Mm -hmm. Who we are, what we want, changes. So you have to be up... To figure out if you want to change with somebody, you want to grow with somebody, or you want to cut that person off. Mm -hmm. If you know that whatever the person did, 
And usually for women, it's like, oh, you fuck somebody else. Now you got, I, I got eight brothers. One of them's gay. They're all hoes for the most part. <laughs> I know from being around my homeboys and like everybody, nobody places the value of sex, the, the, the value of sex that women place on it and the value of sex that men place on it is completely different. Mm -hmm. They don't really give a fuck. Like it's to the point, it's like your house. You won't let anybody come over your house, which is your vagina. <laughs> but you'll go to anybody's house. You know what I mean? Like, you'll go over somebody's house, but you won't let nobody in your house. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to men about it, they don't really give a fuck. Like, it was just like, oh, shit, well, she was sexy. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, ooh, I want to marry her. Like, they're not thinking about marrying her. They're not thinking about all that stuff. Like, women think, oh, well, you fucked her, so you must really love her. And it's like, she had a fat ass. No. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she had a fat ass. I was horny that day. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But it's not... It, you'd have to completely wrong me in my face, disrespect me, and have no regard for me to for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm cool. Mm. Okay. But I'm financially tight. This is the first time I ever had a nigga that didn't pay no bills. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, I've had support, our families mesh, our kids get along, our house is dope, we're at peace, we're in therapy, we're growing, we're learning. Um, I'm becoming a better person because of him and vice versa. So it's like there's not much he could do, and he's not a perfect person, but there's not much he could do <clears throat> for it outside of fuck up all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good place so, to be in. Yes. We we is. just kind of talked about that a couple months ago, and it gave me a newfound sense of confidence, too, in the way I move. Uh, and Farrah had just sent me something about like harnessing your sexual energy. And right. that's not that's not having to do per se, with having sex. It's the energy that you possess when you are having sex, that that sexy feeling, that in-tune feeling, that powerful feeling, harnessing that and moving throughout the day with it. Mm -hmm. And when we had that conversation, I felt sexy. Oh, so you did read it and you yeah. swiped through and things? Yeah, I mean, okay. Stuff that me. okay. I felt sexy in that moment because it's like, yo, like, there's, there's like the... The physical sexy that mm -hmm. that people have, and mm -hmm. what Tish was talking about, you know, she got a fat ass, that type of stuff. Then it's like it's a confidence sexy that Absolutely. a person moves with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The 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 valor that they carry around with them and mm -hmm. how they conduct themselves. And when you have that confidence in your partner, it's like if the whole fucking world is burning and everybody's against but me, I got you. this motherfucker in my corner, Bruh. I don't give a fuck. We're gonna go hands up with this world. <laughs> and when you move with that energy and that type of intention. Man, it's it's just it's yeah. it's it's free. It's beautiful. It's yeah. sexy. It's it's it, a it, lot. It's the yeah, it increases your self esteem and confidence. Like it's it's great. It really really is. Um, Chris, aka Mister Taylor, said, "I feel like y'all type of love is hard to find." It's, it isn't. It isn't. It is because you have to cipher through a lot of bullshit and a lot of people that ain't on the page. And you might not be on the page of the person that's ready to take it to that level because you're on the physical sexy shit. Yeah. You have to get to a point where you want something more than just the physical. When you're looking and for that life. You have to be friends. You have to be in the in the situation. Full, everything's on the table on purpose. Mm. I am with you and deciding to be with you and just putting it all out there. No games, no BS on purpose um, because the people get so caught up in 
and looking a certain way or coming across a certain way when that's just a facade. Mm-hmm. Are you actually invested in with this person on purpose? Like, are you are you doing this with the intent that I hope it doesn't go wrong, but if it does, I put my all in that shit. And people fail to do that. And are you self-aware of where you are in life to be able to do that? Because I know I already knew it was like, I'm not going to marry just anybody. Like I wanted to be invested. I wanted to to have the those feelings like I cannot see life without this person. And so here was the only person I had felt like that about. I had other partners who was like, yo, what would you say if I proposed to you? And I'm like, don't do it in public. (laughs) 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 So, or I want to marry you. Mm, We'll see. But never a good sign. Because we just weren't there. And I knew I wasn't there. Like, you're, I mean, at the time these conversations was brought up, it's like, oh, friend, you don't even know. I'm fucking somebody else. Like, I'm not invested in this. And I did not have that with him. And so it was, you know, just being self-aware of, and I even, you know, brought up to him, especially very early on when we decided to actually be together, I brought up to him that the way I move with you, the way I want to move with you is new to me because nobody else has brought this shit out in me because, you know, what you were saying about your brothers, hell, I was one of your brothers. I wasn't, (laughs) I was not, I was not the typical, typical woman that was trying to marry everybody. Um, Or at least what people think of a woman doing in, in every encounter. So, Yeah. To piggyback on what you're saying, though, people aren't even, they get married and ain't even friends. You don't even really like that person. Like, people think societal norms are real, and they're not. You really have to do what works for you. And if you're if you're not friends and you don't care about the person that you're with like mm-hmm. that, and, and I mean like your partner, partner, like the same way you hang out with your homeboys, like me and my boyfriend are partners. And we were friends for 10 years prior to us mm-hmm. ever even taking it to a step further so we knew we knew each other but we got to know we got to know each other inside of a relationship it is mm-hmm. not that fairy tale bullshit you've been fed you've never seen that work out for nobody mm-hmm. in your life you have to retrain just like the money you have to retrain your mindset mm-hmm. about what's actually important to you inside of a relationship so um when was the last time that you had to like truly exercise forgiveness and is that person still in your life? Can you have forgiveness and stop I messing can. with somebody at the same time? Um, I can. <clears throat> I have to forgive myself. Mm, there's, okay. there's, there's decisions that you've made that you wouldn't Y'all, make. Y'all, Tish is grown. No, I'm like, I'm in therapy. I'm telling you. Tish is grown. You want my therapist uh, number? I will give it to you. He is amazing and he is not that expensive. But you have to get to a point where you forgive yourself for the decisions you made. Because you fu- I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect person. And I can't expect perfection out of somebody knowing I'm not perfect. Mm. And that's Ooh. for family. That's for friends. That's for, you know... Whatever somebody got going on, sometimes it ain't got nothing. You might get cussed out, but it ain't got nothing. And you know it don't have nothing to do with you. 
You know somebody's going through something. You know people got shit going on. So there's often times when you're like, you know what? I'll give you a pass. Because that's not how you normally... If, if Tahir called me and cussed me out right now, I'd give him a pass. Mm-hmm. You've never done that before. That's out of your normal character. So there's something else mm-hmm. going on. See, I like her because she knows how to get to the root of it. So many people try to band-aid the, the, the symptom. And it's like, what caused it? How did we get here? What's at the at the bottom of mm-hmm. it? So I love that. Um, so I, the conversation I had, and is I like that you brought up the biblical definition of forgiveness. Um, I had a conversation with somebody who's very churchy um, about the meaning of forgiveness mm-hmm. and how to exercise it, basically. And she was telling me um, that she got into, you know, an argument with her son and he stopped talking to her and he lives in another state away from her or whatever. And he stopped talking to her. And so she's like, but, um, you know, I, I know he's going to going to call me and, you know, forgive me and we'll be fine. And, um, I just brought up to her, I was like, but if what you're doing to him to make him stop talking, talking to you is problematic for him, then have you considered that maybe he won't call you back? He'll call her back, but I mean, this is a new era. These kids are taking their mental health to the He ain't degree. no child. He's in his mid-40s. Right, but he's taking his mental health. Yeah. Sometimes our parents, I love my mom to pieces, but that mm-hmm. is the only person who can wring my nerves to the <laughs> core, boy. Um, my mom, like, me and my mom are, all the good things I get from my mom, yes. But there, that attitude, I like, we'll lock horns. There are times where your parents, especially growing up, I grew up in church. I was at church camp in, in skirts and all kinds of stuff. I just talked to my boyfriend about this this morning. To be Christian is to be Christ-like, which means it's to be nice and loving to people. If you are not being nice to your kids and you know it, because mm-hmm. she knows she fucked up. Mm-hmm. Why ain't she picked up the call to te- phone to call him and tell you have to apologize to people when you wrong them. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect because you burst somebody for them to always be like, no, but you're my mom. And that's the attitude I felt like she had. And so it was like, <laughs> um, so we actually got on the topic of forgiveness before she told me the the story about her son. And um, she was like, you know, so-and-so just got to forgive me and, and move on. And I was like, um, and basically just continue to have her in their life. And I was like, <clears throat> but if the way you move does not work for them, mm-hmm. they can forgive you and then choose not to deal, deal with, with you, you again. Yep. And then it was, so me and my son got into an argument and you're telling me that it would be okay for him not to contact me. I was like, if you're not making an effort to change mm-hmm. how you're moving mm-hmm. for him and fine. You are who you are. You're perfect as you are. But that does not mean you're perfect as you are has to work for him. Mm-hmm. And he can opt but you're to not, not perfect. deal. But 
I'm not talking about perfection in the literal sense. I'm saying flaws and all, as you are, you are who you are. And you're going to move the way you are. And if you're choosing that the situation is not enough for you, like you're right in this for you to change for this person. And this person is like, well, I'm not willing to put up with that. Then I'm going to leave you where you are and I'm going to going to move forward because we're going to continue to bump heads. Let me put it into perspective. Yes. If you're not going to choose to grow, but I'm going to choose to grow, you're going to be left where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah. He is choosing to grow above the bullshit he's probably tolerated his whole, whole life. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't, there's, there's a reason why kids move far away from their parents. <laughs> Everybody has, everybody has a limit. Yeah. yeah. There is a breaking point that has to happen, and parents really feel like they hear one thing in the Bible, always honor your mother and father. Mm-hmm. That is all she hears in her mind. Mm-hmm. But there's other things about love. There's things about relationships. There's things about kids. Cain killed Abel. Like, you... There's family... There's stories in there. You can't skip past the rest of the story mm-hmm. and... Only uh, and highlight grab- what makes what works for you. Right, that doesn't work. You, yeah. one, that does not one work. One paragraph out of the whole whole story is what they was I, being. I highlighted. feel like you should constantly be growing to avoid becoming obsolete. And obsolete can mean a lot of things. It can be outdated. You know, you got those people that are like that still say color or women's places in the kitchen <sighs> because they chose to stop growing mentally. And growing with society and and growing with new norms. You have people that refuse to adjust to technology. And now they don't know how to promote their shows because handing out flyers Speak ain't, on the, it. It ain't the way to go no more. So <laughs> the moment you choose and say, well, that's just the way I am. In any facet of life. You stop growing. You start oh, you becoming stop. obsolete mm-hmm. in that part. And just like anything else in your life, when when this becomes solidified, you become completely obsolete in this area. It's going to spread into other areas of your life. It becomes a cancer. And because you chose not to deal with it, when you had early signs of detection, that now hurt. it's starting to spread into your entire life. Mm-hmm. And you will become miserable to a certain point. And it might not be your whole life is miserable, but a relationship that you lost, an opportunity for a job that you lost, uh, a business contact that you have been trying to pursue, you lost. Because you chose to stop Growing. Mm-hmm. You, once you choose to make that decision, yeah. it will affect your life. Like I don't, I don't give a shit about the games that are being played on PlayStation Five and stuff like that. <laughs> but I read up on it so I can stay knowledgeable, so I can engage in conversations online, engage in conversations with the kid, stuff like that. She right now she's big into Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. And I don't, yeah, I ain't never played the game, but I had to do a it's little a reading on it. Game. Yeah, it's a dope ass game, but I just don't have the time to sit down to play it like that. But I had to read up on it to be able to engage with her or engage with people online. So the moment you choose to stop learning and growing is the moment you choose to say, well, this is as far as I want to go in yeah. this particular area. And to hell with all the relationships. <laughs> I mean, because eventually it will start to affect yeah. other things. Even if it, it might not be nothing big. Just a conversation yeah. you can't take part in. But taking part in that conversation might have blessed your life with a different opportunity or a new opportunity. And so, um, ultimately, her definition of forgiveness was basically... Um, I'm your mama. I, I, said, I said, I'm sorry. You accepted. You keep. You basically you we just move on and you keep me in your life and I was like, 
that's not what that is. Mm. And so she like literally got off the phone with me. In a huff. Not not so much a huff, because she was like, you know what? That's not, you know, I teach and that's not what I was taught. So let me do my research and I'm going to call you back. And that was a couple months ago. (laughs) (laughs) An apology without change behavior is gaslighting. Say it again for the people in the back, Tish. I say all the time. I don't want to say it again. An apology without change behavior is gaslighting. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I mean, with people, including the kids, kid, adults, whoever, I'm like, don't apologize if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna change anything. Like, how do we avoid this going forward? What are you going to do to avoid this going forward? Because I hate making the same mistake twice, and I really get pissed off when I see somebody make a mistake and then I go and make the same mistake, and it's like, fuck. They showed me what was gonna happen and I didn't listen. So I just, I hate that. So. I'm always looking for how can I avoid this happening again? And I can't do that without conversation, without clarity, you know, without all the things. So that's, um, yes, very important. Um, yeah, because like I said, I said with the with the kids who like, don't apologize to me if you're not going to do anything to mm-hmm. to avoid this right. this situation again. Like, that's a waste of time. But yeah. I've never heard it being called gaslighting. It's so. gaslighting. I'm just telling you what you, you, you want to hear to get what I want out of you and to get the result that I want. But if you are not going to change your behavior, then you can probably get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> 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 you ain't even got to apologize. You can just go away. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. You don't even have to apologize. You can just go away. You can you what? forgive that person? Yeah, but you can also love people at a distance. Mm-hmm. Like You have to train people on how to love you, how to appreciate you, and you might not always feel like doing the training. Mm. You don't always feel mm. like I don't have the time to give you common courtesy. Like I can't teach you communication. You have to want to learn that. I have to want to learn that, and that's part of what therapy is: is learning how to communicate with people. But you can teach them how to communicate with you <clears throat> if they're willing to learn. Here's mm. the thing: to hear you've known me for a while, I'm not the easiest pill to swallow. Mm. I don't have to like people. Especially black people really feel like you have to convince them. You have to always prove to them why they mm-hmm. need what you're saying or blah, 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 blah. Anybody who's listening to anything I said has made some money. I, 100%. If I told you something, I gave you some gems, you went and made money. I literally had, I sent out a text last week about LLC, told them about the person who was a financial analyst. They charged 250 doesn't matter where you're at. They have access to grant money and all kinds of stuff. I tell them, I was like, well, they charge you because they know who the people are. Now, these are like hedge funds. People like, hey, you want some, like, you know, white people let you in, like when mm-hmm. the stock's getting ready to go, they got a stock tip and all this stuff. In our community, we're not used to getting information for free, right? Mm-hmm. So you tell them, hey, they're going to charge you this, but they're probably going to be able to fix you financially and give you some insight as to what's going on with your finances because you can't afford to take trips. You still work. And I, you still work 50 weeks and only get two weeks off. By the time you get to take your two weeks, you can't afford to do shit. So you're at home for the two weeks. Oh, Bleeding through your vacation. Um, understanding about all the stuff that you qualify as far as first-time homeowners and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, getting... These are people who have complained about being in a rut. I'm providing a $250 solution. You're telling me that you don't want to pay them the percentage of money that you didn't even know you was going to get. Had no idea. I don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah. They're like, oh, I have to pay taxes on it. And I'm like, you just went from 
having $60,000 worth of buying power. That's what you make a year, $75,000. To $250,000 worth of, you have to do taxes to buy homes, mm-hmm. $250,000 worth of bu- buying power, but you're complaining about what they're getting. Right. But mm, this is the mindset. Make mind it make ta- sense, yeah. 35% of something, okay. 100% of nothing is still 100% of nothing. Mm-hmm. But you'll go buy a bag for twenty five hundred, but Ooh. won't go enlighten yourself. You'll go spend sixty thousand dollars on education that you can't use except for a piece of paper. Whew. But you won't pay somebody two hundred and fifty thousand two hundred fifty dollars for their time to get ahead, just on the in case it works mm-hmm. for an hour of their time, and they could change your life in an hour. I could having a conversation with somebody. I charge for consoles. My consoles right now are four fifty. But by the time you get done with me, you have action items. You got it in light. Like somebody called me yesterday and was like, I don't know about my brand. I said, it's not even about what you want to do. It's always with what you've already done. What are your top five accomplishments? Mm. Where are your social media handles? Where's all this stuff in one place for you to be able to introduce who you are and what you've done? It's like, well, I come from the corporate world. How much money have you generated for the company? You can lie about it. Who are they going to call? If you tell them <laughs> that you generated $2 million for whatever company you work for because you were in sales, that they whatever they Google is what they believe. Guess who's in charge of what they Google? Mm, you, you are. You can put all this stuff on the internet to prove the validity of what you just said. And once they Google it, you got to check. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> Girl. But people do. Yes, people do but, but people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Tish, thank you so much for coming in Man, today. I, I you love have being been a joy. Here. Thank you been, for having me. And the gems and the things. And the things. And the things. And I like Jeez. the way Tish talk. Mm-hmm. She she no nonsense. No nonsense. I feel like this is the longest conversation I've had with her outside of the phone call that led to her being here. And I'm like, um, you about to prepare to be sick of me. Sick of me. Sick of me. Prepare to be sick of me. You guys push the culture forward, though. And those are the things that I want to be a part of is pushing the culture forward. Like, people people get so hung up on these followers, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I don't have 10 million followers, you feel like I don't have, I don't bring nothing to the table because that's how you, that's, that's the measurement that's we're in now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the measurement. How many followers do you have? Do you realize Tahir's following is more substantial at whatever number you got? Because you have following with disposable income. If you are showing ass and titties to get followers online, you have a bunch of horny little boys. <laughs> as fo- I'm just being honest. Yeah. These are the people who are following you. So when you get in these meetings, even for people who don't have a lot of followers, they ask me, well, what do you... I'm like, no, I'm dope in real life. <laughs> I, can show you what I've done. Like, I can show you what I've done in real life. I've generated, thanks to your help, over a quarter of a million dollars from a room in my house that's probably about as big as this room is. But people feel like they need a they need to be a part of something. You need to y'all know you need a warehouse. You need a this. No, you need a plan. You need hustle. You need execution. You need people around you that believe in you. Mm. That's what you need. All that facade, these followers and stuff. No, you still have to go out. You're talking about, oh, it's hard to find somebody. You ain't gonna scroll and find them. You're not gonna swipe right and left to find them. Because they're looking for the same thing you're going to find. If you want a woman that reads, take your ass to a library. <laughs> you feel know what I'm saying? 
If you want a woman that cooks, <laughs> take your ass to a grocery store. She, take your ass to the grocery Depending on if you're a hunter or a gatherer, depending that. on what you want, that's the environment you... If you want a woman that golfs, take your ass to the range. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You gotta be where you gotta be where you want to attract these people. You can't if you like a woman that travels, take your ass to an airport. Or <laughs> out of the country. I, I'm saying yes. actually follow through with your plans that y'all made with that group two months ago, and now you're trying to back out of the shit. Man, <laughs> what? I don't be traveling with people. So like, I only dope. travel with the people I know gonna come through on that shit. Cause nah, I ain't got I just... no time to be. Oh, well, such and such didn't pay, so we now we got no, no. Oh my God, I would just talk to somebody about that, and I was like, I don't even, I don't even subscribe to that anymore. It's like I'm. <laughs> we buy our tickets first. Out. We buy our tickets first, and then we tell people where we're going. Y'all can pull up if you want to. <laughs> yeah, because we already planning on having a good time. Right, Whether we gonna go or not, with yeah, or without with you. without you. We gonna we gonna do what the fuck. And we gonna that do. goes back to your credit working for you and the point system and all the stuff that you buy anyway, being on your car so you can afford to take yep. these vacations. Mm-hmm. So you're collecting these points, so you don't have to necessarily pay for them. You got Delta miles. Yep. Because you've been swiping your Delta (laughs) credit card for groceries. Yep. And my my, my Uber attached to my Amex and I get the points from that shit too and that points go straight to my goddamn time miles. (laughs) Yeah. Did you know that you can sell your debt to a trust? No. You can... I'm telling you guys. Listen, we're going to do another episode because I got to pee. (laughs) Listen, I got to pee too. I can't even lie. But yes. Um... Tish, tell the people I'm gonna keep find. talking to Tish. Tish, tell the people where to find you. I on am their own time. honestly Tish <laughs> on everything. Um, spelled just like it sounds. Honestly, Tish. Uh, graysegments.com, thebodybutters.com. Uh, I am launching Curtisha.com. I've owned my domains for six years since I told you get yours. Mm-hmm. I've owned my domains. I haven't did anything with them. I own all, all those things, but I am getting to a place right now. Where if you hit me in my DM and you want to do a consult, I will reduce my consult fee for you for $250. If you mention this show. There you go. Because it's normally $450 to $750, depending on what, what, it, what it entails. But a conversation with me will put it into perspective of where you're trying to go in life. And if you're prepared, when you're on the inside of it, you're operating from, a, from survival mode. When I'm on the outside of it, it's like, oh, if you just connect these three dots, you... Smooth selling. Too close to the to the mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, too to, close to the to issue. To see the solution, yeah. Okay. Well, honestly, Tish on all the things. So mm-hmm. please reach out to her. Follow her. All the things. Y'all see how dope she is. In um, real life. In, in, real, in life. real life. In our very faces. So, um, yes, this has been another amazing episode of More to the Story. I call my own show amazing. I'm so full of myself. You're so humble. <laughs> Of more to the story, it was amazing because of Tish, though. So. Yeah, it was. Oh, yes. thank you. Um, of more to the story, I'm Farron Moore. I'm to hear more. Uh, see y'all next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs>